Hey everyone, this is a For the Culture podcast. We have a special guest with us today, and his name is Just John. Yo, what's good, y'all? How y'all doing? Do I look this way? Or yeah, you're doing yeah. All right, cool. Where are you from? So, um, from Miramar, Florida, you feel me? Broward County, 954. Um, I go to FIU. I'm currently studying broadcast media, trying to get up out of there, to be honest. Um, pursue my dream, my passion, so. You don't like college? You know, that's a crazy, that's a tough question, but the first question, like. Nobody likes college. Um, I don't want to say fun. that. It's fun. It's just, it's, it's, like it's they make you go through so much stuff that, like, it's not necessary sometimes. Bro, like, I feel that. And it's just, like, sometimes I just be like, man, is this for me? Like, I be in class, yeah. like, doing, like, creative stuff, like, doodling or, like, writing poems. And I'll be like, bro, I could be at home, like doing something creative but Putting i'm in class time towards that then, you know yeah. exactly so sometimes it, i feel like it's it's a it's like trying to strive for a plan b when you yeah, know your plan yeah, a yeah, could work you know yeah, yeah. so but i mean you learn you learn things throughout the way even if oh, after sure. is probably bs yeah for and sure it's a great place to network you meet a whole bunch of people you never know who you might need to work that, later on in the future that is facts that's facts so, so what yeah. do you do on the campus um, I do a lot. So I, I basically used to perform and um, do spoken word like all throughout events and stuff. They would hit me up and perform. And that was dope. Like it, it got out of hand at one point because like different orgs would be hitting me up. Yo, I got this soulful jazz night. You want to come perform? And I'd be like, cool. And then they'll be like, yo, I got a fashion show. And I'd be like, all right. Like I just started doing everything at one point. And then um, I kind of chilled off that because I don't live on campus anymore. But then I started doing like radio. Shit, that shit had to be expensive. Well, it was <laughs> oh man, oh, loans, loans, loans. <laughs> nah, yeah. gee, nah, for like the first year, and then I ended up, um, I actually ended up being an RA, like a resident assistant. Y'all know what that is? Nah, but I appreciate sure you work for the campus, right? Yeah. So basically, I worked in the in the dorms and basically like made sure the kids, like kids, but like the students and everybody was good in the in the residence halls, mm-hmm. and then they paid for my housing. So, oh, that's yeah, that's cool. I got a free room, my that's own a, room. So it was, if y'all it, was, <laughs> it was a finesse. Damn, it was a super finesse, bro. It was honestly was probably you just worried about the the guys or the girls too. I, the girls and guys, yeah. So you probably met a whole bunch of girls for sure, <laughs> for sure. But like the whole building, like the whole, pretty much the whole vibe, because you had to like, you feel me, greet everybody, like say what's good. So how is the FIU campus? I've been in Miami. Yeah, I've been It's interesting. Really? You know what I'm saying? It's it's very, very, very diverse, bro. And that's what I love most about it. It's like it's a group of different cultures all come together. Like I had kids that were from Asia, from Japan, from like, you know, Africa, all types of places that came to one spot. And it was it was dope. Like I don't know how diverse other schools are, but I know like sort of being international, it was it was more females than males for sure. That's so that was, was that was a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you don't stay focused on class. You focus on the girls. And that is facts. That is facts. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, that distraction is gonna always be there. It's college, you feel me? But um, yeah, man. I think it was dope. Like the experience was good. I'm at this point now where I'm like, all right, this was dope. Get up out of here. Graduate. Get on with my life. So that's that's pretty much. So since you say you're Dominican, why Puerto Rican say Dominican men always cheat? <laughs> Yo, that <laughs> I'm funny as hell. That's a good question. Um, I can't speak for all the Dominicans. You feel me? 
I just know I always get this. Like I'll tell a female like my mix, like I'll be like, Oh, I'm Dominican and before I, you? Oh, for real. Before I finish, they'll be like, Oh, you're the devil. <laughs> oh, you're oh nah, nah, I can't mess with you. And I'd be like, damn, like you know me. Yo, the stereotype is like that. So I don't know. I feel like Man, I don't know. I just feel like we got to do better <laughs> as a community. Um, you never you, give them a reason to say that? Yo, I just be like, look, I'm different. Like, that's that's all I can really say. You're full I, Dominican or you mixed? I'm mixed. So I'm Dominican and Jamaican. That's cool. when they're like, oh, you're definitely crazy. Oh, <laughs> like, you you're mixed, yeah. <laughs> so my mom's Dominican. So she's on the crazy side. And then my pops is Jamaican. So, and then he was from England. So. Basically, oh, that English, yeah, English, Jamaican. English, Jamaican, like crazy, crazy bunch of individuals. Nah, I heard y'all ain't hear the story where that Jamaican guy killed his family or, or his wife, and then the daughter is like in the emergency room or something like that, and um, he's like on the run or something. They, I don't know if they found him there or not. This is recent. Yeah, it was like what last month. Oh shoot, that's crazy. Nah, yeah, I think I forgot what it was. I think it was because she wanted to leave him with divorce or something like that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he wasn't playing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, nah, that's <laughs> that ain't me. But... That's a crazy talking about. <laughs> I mean, that ain't me. I mean, I try not to be that crazy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. So, what kind of music do you do? Ah, uh, so um, I'm basically a rapper, hip hop. I love hip hop, rap. I try to sing, you know, R and B. Um, but I really, I don't know, I get inspired by just how the beat make me feel, really. Like, I try to be as versatile as possible. Um, and I try to just tell my story. So I feel like if it comes out in a different genre, if it's Old Town Road, then it's <laughs> my, like whatever it's it is. Old Town Road. You, you could make a country song? Because he kind of he made it, he made the platform, so now you could like, you could play with us. I, I mean, do I listen to country enough? No. However, though. Like, if you put it in front of me and was like, yo, we trying to make a country hit, I try my best. Let's <laughs> see what happens, you feel me? Um, but yeah, I, I got a lot of influences. Uh, J. Cole is a big, super, super influence. You remind me of J. Cole when you freestyle. Damn, appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, love. I felt like when I heard you freestyle, I was like, you, got, you gave me like the J. Cole vibe. Damn, appreciate and then that. And huh? Talking about real shit. Yeah. It was just talking and it was like the flow and everything. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's love. And then um, when you do the poetry, it kind of reminds me of Wale a little bit. <laughs> that is so fire. influenced by Wale. Yo, Wale was like top, like the reason why I started writing. Like no cap. Like I, there's a mixtape he has. I don't know if y'all heard it. It's called More About Nothing. Oh, that was my, boy, that, was our, that was my high school joint. Bruh, that literally now that got me through life. <laughs> I know for a fact. I remember. I remember specifically what started. I started writing because we were doing like benchmark assessment testing in high school. Some <laughs> bullshit, you feel me? And I was like, bro, I'm not with this. And I think there was one period where like we just had time. Like we had to just sit. If and you weren't testing, you just had to sit quiet, or whatever. So I brought my AirPods and whatever, my headphones, whatever, my iPod Nanos. Yeah, you know, I was about to say, AirPods was not. <laughs> yeah, no AirPods. It just recently came out. Yeah, I still don't got AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I had my little iPod Nano, whatever, and I'm shuffling through, and I used to listen to Wale. Yeah. He had a song called um, The Problem, and he just talked. I think oh, the Jerry question. Springer was talking on it before. Like, yeah, yeah, it was like the first song. It was like the not intro. Jerry Springer. What his name? Jerry Seinfeld. 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 Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. yeah, he, he basically. <laughs> I knew exactly what you meant though. Yeah. He um yeah he based it off of um Seinfeld and everything. 
but it was dope because like I just wrote like a reply to the song of like in my own space how I was feeling, and I was like, man, this is a poem. Like, yeah, I love I love the um the album about nothing. That's like a classic. Oh, that's me. a classic too. His album. Why do you feel like people treat him like uh, he's so underrated? Because he's been in the game for a while, but I don't like his last album. I mean, I know I liked his last album. I didn't like the album well, before the that. Album before that, yeah. Well, to be in my point of view, I feel like the our culture kind of got dumbed down, and Thanks. Wale be saying words and stuff, and like his verses be kind of yeah. like you have to go to like the dictionary so, though, to like figure out what he meant like, people J. don't want to do all that thing, yeah but j cole does it with, with terms that we can relate more to. relatable yeah. it's relatable and while I, they saying stuff like like what what, what ti says Expo. i think i think i think i think wale's disconnect is because of his personality that too. That too. That too. But it's also his music too. The way he rapping. But, but while people they, connect with J Cole's personality, but while well, like, I J Cole is J Cole, J. Cole, J. Cole, J. Cole. Not even as good. Like if you if you compare the last couple albums, while they didn't had better album his last couple albums, but J Cole's gonna sell more always because of his personality. That too. But lyrically wise, you can't tell me that J Cole when he talk, you have to go to the dictionary. While Wale. J. Cole, J. Cole got some words. He <laughs> got some words, but when it comes to Wale, I feel like it's like inch for word. Like now he breaks hack, he packs more. Yeah, words. he's yeah. too much. He's he's a he's he's like like a poet and and there you go. That's and, what I'm trying like, to say. He's more of a poet. Too. He's always cutting words and, and putting and in. Cole is too, but like 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 you're saying like yeah, Wale has a lot of like hidden metaphors and stuff that you gotta like dig to Packed really it get in, it. Yeah, yeah. I think J. Cole makes it very transparent. And he lays it all on the table for you. Like, yeah, he still has stuff that you're like, damn, he said. And if you don't catch it, J. Cole somehow, some way, kind of give you a context clue somewhere down the line. Facts. Like, J. Cole, one line, everybody sweater like Catholic school. Like, when he said that, I was like, oh, my. That shit in my head. (laughs) But, um, like, I feel you. Like, I think Wale's personality kind of disconnects him from this generation because he's like a young old head. Like, he's in the middle. Like, middle child is funny. Like, but he's, um... He's at a space where, like, and I watch a lot of Wale interviews and stuff, where, like, he's, like... Depression, and he's just going through stuff. He's, like, a real human, but he's, like, bipolar, kind of. Facts. And, he's and like, in real life, you probably wouldn't be his friend, because he's, like, all over the place. Remember we seen him at Compass yeah, Con? because we seen his him. His personality kind of, like... Everybody was giving us interviews, but he just, like, was not going to give us an interview. I'm like... When he said, he was like... He's like, you got to walk with me. Like, and then after that, he's like, nah, we're not giving you an interview. But I'm like, hey, like... I'm your, I'm one of your biggest fans, like. Yeah. But I understand he's probably dealing with that all day. Yeah, I, I feel like J Cole would have given us an interview. He and he's he's in a different space too, like, because I, I watched his title interview and then I watched his table talk. I don't know if y'all seen it with um. Um, Jaden Pickensmith. Yeah, I didn't see that though. That was fire, and that that actually like talked a lot about what we're talking about now. So y'all should watch that. But um, he talked a lot about how like he feels like like. Everything and everybody he encounters is like on some interview, and I could relate to that sometimes because like you go on a date or something, and they're like, "Oh, like are you a poet or a rapper or whatever?" And then like it becomes all questions about like that. He said that in the Breakfast Club interview. Mm-hmm. I've seen that one, and he was talking about when you, you go on dates. Sometimes, yeah, like yeah, he like, just wants to be normal, a regular person. And the, his dates even trying to like interview him pretty much. Yeah. But you gotta understand the climate of where you at. You feel That's me? Right. Like I said, J. Cole, I feel like would have gave us an interview. Meek Mill, I feel like would have gave us an interview, like off some "You a young nigga, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look out" kind yeah. of thing. I feel that. I, I definitely feel you. Yeah, that's tough. While while they, 
Wale's a character. I think he's. I think he's just going through more than average yeah, yeah, yeah. artist is, and, and he's trying to figure him his stuff out. And I think I'm just glad that he's actually still giving us music. Like you know, what I'm saying like, um, you know, he was like he was thinking about retiring. Yeah, that was crazy because he went through like um, situations with his label. I don't think he's on MMG no more. Nah, I don't. I think he's still tied to us. He's tied to the. He, he fucked with Ross, work. but he um. Yeah. He got his own situation he's working, but he's, he's, he's still keeping it on the low. I think he's trying to make his own label, which would be crazy if Wale made his own label. I feel like that would bring him back up to the discussion. Would you Would you want to do something like um, a major deal, or would you want to stay independent? Um, I really just, at this point, um, I want to be able to release whatever I want whenever I want. right? And that's why I think I'm so solid on being independent. And I think a lot of artists nowadays aren't focused on that because they're chasing the money or they're chasing the dream, which is understandable. But I think you could you could have means of both, right? Like, like I think you could sign to a label that could put you on a higher platform if you know how to negotiate, right? Like and, uh, X situation was, yeah, right. he had a deal where they were helping him dis- like distribute. Right? He, he already, he had the Drake co-sign, so that's a little bit different. When you co-sign. bring that to the table... To labels and you say, know, I got a Drake co-sign. When artists co-signs like you, Kodak. you know, well, artists, Kodak, when you know. artists like that co-sign you, they, I, I was watching an interview, they expect you to sign to them. It's just that True. sometimes the art, they have some type of deal going on. you like, hey, yeah, I'm going to sign to you or something like that, but it's not on paper yet. Then they co-sign the person, and then the person decides to go left. And then that's when they get mad, and then now they're like, I don't want to look out for nobody else no more because that's money I'm missing out. I need to that's get them facts. on paper first that's before facts. I give them a co-sign. That's facts. That's facts. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's yes, what Kodak with the Drake cosign. Boosie kind of did him first though. But on a major, on a major scale, I think Boosie's major. Nah, not like Drake. Well, yeah, Drake is bigger, but I think Boosie did it. it was just good enough. But nah, they catered like, to the same crowd too. Mm. But you said you'll stay independent. Yeah, like I think <clears throat> right now it's kind of that's that's the track for me. I feel like. I, I, I'm most comfortable and I'm not really so much in chase of the money. I'm I'm still making sure that I'm doing this for the passion and the love for expressing myself. So the independent route to me is is, is the most secure until I can meet a deal and negotiate something where it's like, all right, I still need to hold on to this, you feel me? Mm-hmm. But we could talk about, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, and Z. So I think I would sign. And I always say I would sign to Dreamville for sure. Because <laughs> you know he'll take care of you. J. Cole, Cole I feel like is a good person. I, I, I wouldn't yeah, say this to only people because I don't want to come back later on back on my word and be like, you feel me? Like, like a dollar check on you. You said you're only going to drop sign to Dreamville. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I think that's my biggest like focus because, like you said, the home environment and I know that they take care of each other. I know I know there's other labels that do, I'm sure there is, but um I just I wanna know that the label would have my best intentions. And if I knew that and felt that, then we could talk. You know what I mean? But so, what's his so, name? Tori Lane is going after the old Dreamville at one point. Yeah, I seen shots was fired and I'm with I'm with I all like the Tory. You could rap. I like Tori too. When you want to, you could really rap. I like him. Like, I remember when you was talking when we was in Cali, you was like I feel like he's doing the same music, he keeps rapping, but like Yeah, but he's trying to he's trying to do the Drake. I like it. I'll like, if you rap rap, Tory this year and between I mean, last he's year, I'm not doing the Drake though nowadays. The same rap, yeah. Between last year and this year, Tory found his sound like that. He knew works because you can hear it on all his music. Like, and can we actually call that the Drake though? 
Like, there's people that did it before. You're right, but Drake put it on a major scale. Because Ja Rule was doing it, but I might call it the Ja Rule. And boy, Tori would be hot. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm not Drake. He goes, oh. like, So what is what is founder of my, uh, Miami 20? What is the Miami oh. 21? So Miami 21 is a, a, a chat I started with two of my homeboys, um, DJ Mari and Mark May, also a rapper. And um, basically, it's just a, a group of collectives, female, males, um, that we have like a chat for, special chat. And you have to be over 21, so it's Miami 21. And basically, it's just us like plugging Miami together. Like, okay, networking group. networking group, literally, that's all it is. So like, say I know a designer and need a link, somebody with a makeup artist, bomb, have all y'all in the chat that do something and cater to something. And it started off as just like a, we were going to make a big chat group full of people and have um, like us promote our music to them. That's what it started off as. And then we, we seen like, we threw people in the chat and we had a description of like, yo, like just tell us what you do or like give us a little intro. And everybody's intro had something to do with something like I got, I run a cupcake business or, I run, or I'm a makeup artist or I, I'm an actress. And like, we were like, wow, like I think we did something. Cause like, this is forming a community of just business of minded. Yeah. yeah, it's it's maybe like, hundred, two hundred people in there. Yeah, you playing, but that's a business right there. Boy. Yeah, you turn that to an app. It's like that a patent, boy. That's fire. So it's yeah, that's what. So yeah, people need that. People, I hope everybody's trying to be an entrepreneur, and it'll be so much easier if there was an app that just linked everybody together. Facts. I mean, yeah. Instagram's kind of the app that does it, like social media. But if it was something really like, because yeah. you have to search not for people. All, not all Facts. social media. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out how to expand it at this point, like, like get it bigger. And I know, like, like you said, doing stuff like that definitely would help. And uh, yeah, so it, it's just those organic things that start off as like you're not even trying to make something like, and it just turns out, it just, just turns, turns into something. something. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what it, that's what this feels like. And it's still like we still keep up. Like they literally, I didn't go unfortunately, but they literally just had a dinner last night, and some of the girls was like, "Yo, I'm hungry." Like, and then one of the girls was like, "She's a chef." She's like, "Hey, I'm gonna cook for y'all tonight." They had a whole like it was at least like five or six of them that slid to her house and had dinner, and I'm like. Off of a chat, yeah. like off a chat, so it was cool. I wanted to ask you, um, is there a different type of poetry? Hmm. <laughs> what you mean by that? Like, like a genre, like you know, people have comedy and okay. dark comedy. And yeah. So yeah, there's there is. Um, I think there's, I think there's more so different type of poets. There's. Oh, like poetry to me will always be poetry, whether it's dark humor, whether it's love poems, or like very insightful poems. Um, I think poetry. Yeah, I think it'll always be poetry because at the end of the day, like poetry is just about telling your story. So it could be anything. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there's different types of poets because I think there's poets that use that dark humor very well and know how to make a, a. bad like a sad story funny or um poets like me that get categorized as love poets just because we talk a lot about feelings or love or get really vulnerable when it comes to women so i feel don't you feel like you gotta kind of like keep that eye on that person talking about that dark humor because <laughs> you um, might go show up for school or something it depends i know i know a poet um i just i just hosted a, a big poetry slam for high school students and there's one kid shouts out to him um joseph from piper high school he um 
he got second place in the whole competition. But he um he's a very dark humored poet. But he brought like he talked a lot about like his stepdad and like a lot of um a lot to do with like empowerment, like about like being having the courage to one day step to him. Oh, so he's talking about like uh, things that happened to his life he endured and then he's releasing it out. Into- I think that's what poetry is like. It's like uh, experience, but then you like make it bigger and you make it more exa- um, exaggerated. So that's why it comes off as like crazy, but it's really a regular like everyday thing. Yeah, I think like there's you have people that exaggerate it definitely, and then it's it's to me I feel like if you tell your story somebody somewhere can relate to it, right? Like if I tell my story and I talk about how this girl did me greasy, right? Somebody can relate to that I somewhere. Mean, I think everybody can relate to it. Everybody got dubbed by a girl at least once. You feel That's me? That's how you learn the game. That's how you learn. And I think the more specific you get with it and telling your story is the more people relate. People think like, oh, try to make it like generalized. And like, oh, if I talk about how this girl left me, I'm going to talk about how if a girl left everybody in a sense you know what i'm saying instead of being specific how specifically did that happen to you and i feel like when people can hear the story and they hear the pain and they hear the passion and they hear the drive in it it drives other people to understand the story you know what i'm saying and i think that's what gets poets inspired by other poets is like hearing the story and hearing the passion and maybe i didn't go through this but it's like damn i just heard how you it's like watching a movie yeah exactly thanks damn you got some men or guys that they don't want to show that side of their self yeah you come off as people say a poetry you come off as soft soft in your feelings and and they try to downplay it like oh that never happened to me when it really did happen to them but they just hurt or something yeah nah i've heard all that and i used to be i used to battle with that too like I'm still battling with that. I won't. I won't. I'll, I'll say because like it's hard, bro, to be vulnerable in this society, and especially as a man. And I talk a lot about that in some music I got coming up, um, and in a book I got coming up as well. Just a lot of like writing that I've been dealing with lately has been trying to be as vulnerable as possible. Because I found myself getting to a point where I was writing things that I knew people wanted to hear, or that I knew people knew I was going through, instead of things that it was like. I was really going through or really wanted to talk about. And that's the real therapy in it, right? Like the real stuff. That's when you feel... You'll be surprised, though. That thing that you really want to talk about might be that hit. Facts. Look at Juice World, man. Facts. You want to talk about how a real man is somebody that can have balance, show their emotions. A Boogie does it a lot, too. Yeah, but Juice World's a whole other level, bro. Like I I feel like he's like... like, I listen to Boogie. I'm not saying you don't have to listen to him or not, but if you do listen to him, you can tell the music is like... Painful, like yeah. it's from his heart. I, I I know what you mean by Juice World. You talking about a boogie? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about West Side Boogie. You know that? I, I heard about him though. Yo, that guy there, he's from Compton. He signed to Eminem, Eminem. Shady Records. Yeah. He got the co-sign from Eminem. Yeah. Three years later, from the like co-sign, him. finally like signed to. He um, kind of got a little feeling to his, like his music too. though. Like he throws everything off. Yeah. On, on the like he'll talk about his whole life and not care. And it's the and it, it's relatable. Because like you you hear it and you're like, damn like I maybe didn't go through that with like a baby mom's but I can relate to his girl snapping on him and him being like nah fuck like you know what I'm saying like so I, I like that the most and I I feel like not enough dudes do that not enough artists do that are you a real like because some people think you're not a man if you showing that side of you 
I think you're more of a man. Because <laughs> it takes courage. It takes courage to be sensitive, to be vulnerable, especially in this society today. To be a man and to be like that, it's tough, bro. I've seen a post on Instagram, and it was like uh, a man gets paid $2,000, and he gives his girlfriend or wife uh, $1,500. What is he? And you go down the comments, he's a sucker. He's this. But they don't really mean that. Niggas is trolling. Probably, but that's just the world we live in. <laughs> that's that's why he's saying like same people doing the same thing. Like it's, it's real life. Some trolling. One girl said he's a Gucci man. He's she's she's gonna flip his money or something like that. <laughs> Some yeah, and it's just crazy how like trolling became a thing. Like like I, I used to hear it so much, like you said about how people like oh he's just trolling, he's just trolling. But now people don't even know when he's trolling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's almost like a natural thing. Like. Social media is just. I feel like everybody's trying to go viral, and what's viral is the funny thing. So like, they I know my, I know me. If I see a video, if I see a specific video, I'm going straight to the comments because it's gonna be funny. Mm-hmm. You feel me? A whole bunch of trolls, but it's like you don't know when to turn it off. Like something. No, but some true. of those people actually think that and act like that though. But it's I think crazy. a lot of them are just trying to get retweets. That too, especially on Twitter. Like You're right. you go on a Twitter post, and then like you see something funny, you're like, damn. Comments would be crazy. <laughs> so then you see the comment has like a hundred thousand retweets, and you're like, "This nigga did it for that." I think this is a good conversation. That's a good topic to have like a whole episode on. Because is it is it trolling or, or is it like feeling? I think like, it's a balance, but I, I'm not gonna sit here and say don't just dis- disregard. Yeah, people what they're that saying. Actually think that, bro. Like, yeah. I think people thought the KKK was kind of like like kind of simmer down. Then, as you can see, Donald Trump brought them out the woodworks. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of things people be like, Donald oh, Trump that's is just the trolling. biggest troll. That's just trolling. <laughs> that's just trolling. But then you see the motherfuckers. And it's really happening. Yeah, right? it's really happening, uh, bro. Omar Harwick, the ghost from power. Yeah. So he has his own poetry thing. Explain that to me, like, how you got involved with all that. So I was talking before about, like, high schools. And um, basically, Omari Harwick from power got together with Jason Taylor, um, the football player, former Dolphins, Dolphins player. Okay started an organization called Blue Apple Poetry. And it's like, it started off as an aftercare program. One of my homegirls, Autumn, wrote a poem one day and they heard her poem. She spit it like in the aftercare program and they were like, wow, this is so impactful. Like this meant a lot. So they started a poetry organization. So every year they do this um, organiz- like this slam called Louder Than a Bomb that started in Chicago and they brought it to Florida. And basically, um, it just gives a platform for kids. It's like a it's like a thirty day festival, but it's not every single day. But it's in the span of thirty days. They mm-hmm. probably have like four or five rounds, and they give kids a chance to get up on stage and, and perform in front of other high schools and compete. And um, so I, this year, I served. I I um, I participated in it in twenty fifteen, my senior year of high school. Never ever spit poetry on stage before, and like. The, the competition was in March and I remember I joined the team in February and was just completely like lost like was like I'm a rapper I don't do poetry but I could spit so we'll see how this goes we ended up winning the competition and flew to Chicago and um yeah like Omari's like a mentor Jason Taylor's a mentor and oh, um, so you met them face to yeah yeah like 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 I've seen them they come to the like the finals they're busy dudes you feel me they got lives and they got Ambitions that they're trying to reach, but I got a quick question. So, how does he greet you? Does he kiss you on the cheek? Nah, they, like you? they cool. Um, when I met Omar, I only met Omari once. Uh huh. I met Omari um 
it was a handshake, was good. Uh, I was introduced by somebody that was head of the organization that could have introduced me to him. He was just like, hey, how you doing? Cool. Kept me pushing. You feel so me? they both do poetry? Omaro is big on it. If you go on his Instagram, he just Huge. started a podcast with this stuff. Huge. Omari's He's very big on that. Now. Poet. He makes music. I didn't know he made music. I thought he was just ghost, you know? <laughs> yeah, he acts. He, he's just an entertainer. Jason Taylor, he's more on the business side of it, but he you could tell he appreciates it. Because he, he came to the the, um, the finals that we had like two weeks ago, and I seen him. And him, we, we have more of an interaction. We talk more because... We work. I work in his office, so me and him. Oh, have he has a, office there too. Yeah, in Weston. Yeah, okay. so we and have. He's from Miami too, right? Mm -hmm. So we have more of like a, you know, what I'm saying encounters. Um, Amari is not from Miami, right? That's a good he question. Down here a lot, I and he does a lot down here. So I be feeling like, is he low key from here? Are you trying to get back, or? I don't. I'm pretty sure he's not from here. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's from, so don't quote me. But yeah, he's he's. He's dope. They're both dope. You know what I'm saying? They're dope figures that, that really care about the community. And I think that's why I work for this organization. So they have me as a teaching artist now. So I won in 2015. Four years, flash forward. Um, now I go to the schools, the high schools, and I teach the kids like writing skills and poetry to compete in that competition. So it's literally like a, you know, like you feel like you gave give back to something that like gave you I something. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how I feel right now. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. And what made you start acting? Because you were using a film. Uh, <laughs> I played ball in high school. It always re goes back to high school. I feel like my senior year was like my most impactful, like, like revelation year. You feel me? High school, my senior year, um, I, I played ball. I ended up um, like not getting a scholarship to play college. Cool. Now, whatever. You only played senior year, or I played um my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no whatever. No, no two, three, three, nothing. Like just not stuff I was looking forward to. Oh, I, I, I kind of made the realization of like, hey, I'm gonna go to school and pursue this. And like, basketball was always a passion and, a, and like a dream of mine. But mm -hmm. I, I was realistic with myself sometimes, which sucked because I kind of shot my dream. But anyway, that's a different story. But my senior year, uh, my homeboy was doing a play. So while I was going through the playoffs in basketball, he was having play rehearsals for this this part that he um, wanted me to play in. It was a simple, like, I thought it was gonna be a simple play. Um, ended up, like, losing easy, in the- yeah. It looks easy, it, I, I should get it to you. Like, you feel me? I thought it was oh, gonna be like- Like preparing you have to do? And, and like, I thought it was gonna be like 50 people there, like, all right, like, cool, I could perform in front of like two classes, like two classes of people, whatever. <sighs> ended up, the play was the same day as one of our playoff games we were gonna have. We ended up losing the game before that, so we never had that game. So I ended up being able to be in the play. When I say there was like 600, 700 people in the crowd, for a high school play, I was shook. <laughs> I was shook. So um, we have this part where he was a director and he also acted in it. His name is Malcolm. He's dope, super dope dude. So he, we had a part where in the beginning, me and him come out, we're like best friends in the movie, we're in the, in the play, we're also like cool in high school, like we were close in high school. So we come out like together and when we came out, it was a standing ovation of people, bro. Like, like, I don't know how to feel, I didn't know how to feel. It was just like 600 people like look, and I'm walking this way to like the crowds over here. So I'm trying to like keep my head down and I'm looking, peeping over and I'm like, oh, there's so many people here. Anyway, the play was called The Mask. It was super dope. It was a super great experience. And from there, 
I was like, man, like this acting stuff is fun. Like it's cool. Um, never did anything again after. Oh, actually, I did a play last year with one of my mentors named Mr. D for like a theatrical mixtape. So that was more of like poetry and rapping inside of a play. So it was easy. It was just like performing a poem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then my homeboy, again, Malcolm hit me up. We hadn't talked in like two or three years and was like, yo, I got this movie I'm working on. Like, come be a part of it. And I was like, all right, cool. It gave me like three lines, but it literally was like a dope experience. It was just, it's on YouTube, it's called Reckless. It's about um, human sex trafficking, how prevalent it is in the world. And, and in Miami at that, um, we're like the second largest or first largest leading country, leading yeah, city in, in human sex trafficking. Like, so it's a real thing. He has a rescue mission. He has a way to like get people involved. And, in the movie or in real life? In, in both. So he has a, a, a hotline you could text. I think it's, I don't know for sure, but uh, I think it's 55522, but don't quote me on that. You can look up Malcolm Hawkins, Malcolm, that's, you feel me? The, the movie's called Reckless, it's on YouTube. It's super dope. Like the actors and actresses in it, shout out Leanna, shout out Isaac, they're all fired. Like it's, a, it's, it's dope. Like, all it's right. dope. And um, seeing you open up for Jaquees, Jaquees and Balgreasy. Yeah, Jaquees and Balgreasy, that was, was that two years a year ago a year ago that's my that was my first real music performance ended up opening up for Jacquees and Balgreasy that was a I don't know maybe um your schools have it but like FIU has like a big concert they do every year yeah I think we have future so like, like homecoming or something? yeah like like a homecoming concert so they have they have two they have one for fall which is homecoming and they have one for spring which is like their big yeah I think all colleges do that so ours was called Bayfest so they had Jacquees come, they had Ball Greasy come, and they knew I did music, so they asked me to open up for them. And I thought that was cool. I ended up meeting Ball Greasy's manager. We chopped it up. I spit him a song. He never hit me back. <laughs> he told me, actually, I spit him a song. He told me, send it as, a, as just the vocals, as an MP3. I got super excited. Sent it to him the same day. Never got a response back. Hey, follow up, man. Hey, I I be trying. Um, yeah, sometimes it's just not the right time. That's how artists are operating. Sometimes it take a while because they're busy and they kind of have a understanding of what's going on in the culture right now. Yeah. So maybe when it's appropriate and he's gonna be like, oh shit, that's yeah, the song yeah. I was gonna put it together. Yeah, I, I ended up turning that into a song too. So that's dope. Um, yeah, man. So that was cool. That was a good experience. Um. Yeah, it was a dope festival. I got a couple questions for you. I asked one of my guests a couple questions. Cool, cool. Um, so, what would you rather have? Would you have rather have a, a spiritual partner or a sexual partner? Oh, damn. You know, that's dope. Uh, I like that question. Uh, definitely spiritual. Um, I feel like... And this is me like being vulnerable, child, for sure. Like, I've had instances where you've had that like sexual relationship and it was purely sexual you feel me and like you'll never get the same connection with somebody as when you're connected with them like spiritually mentally and then have that physical connection like that's like unmatched you feel me when so you say like spiritual is it do does it both of you guys have to be to god or does can she be into like other stuff like buddhism or i'm very open um because i will never like tell my woman or like tell somebody what they should believe in mm -hmm. I, I try to be very like understanding um but whatever your higher power is i'm, I'm christian so i i believe in god um 
I believe. And that's like, I think when two can get together in whatever they believe in and come to a mutual and understand that like there's there's something bigger than them, I think that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And I'm currently in a situation like that where I'm working with somebody and we're getting to that point. And, and just speaking through the journey, I'm literally reflecting this. It's a process. It's tough. It's hard. It's painful. It hurts. <laughs> but like, it's worth it. Everything it's, it's worth it. Everything is hard and painful. Yeah. So. yeah, I heard something where it was like, anything that comes easy, just don't last. Anything that you have to work for, last. Then you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn way more during the, the process than you would if it was easy. Yeah, uh, things that come quick leak quick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like what they say about fast money. Yeah. And and yeah, like I think there's definitely longevity in like putting time and effort into it. It's just making sure you have that balance where you're not putting all your energy and investment into it and being fucked over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got Can you date somebody who don't believe in higher power at all? Hmm. I've never have had to deal with that before. What is that called anyway? Like atheist? Yeah, I think it's atheist. I've never actually. I, I dated one girl that was like that, but we never really got far enough to to get to that to conversation. Get that like, yeah, that was more just we was chilling. <laughs> but um, I think I'm open to it. I think there has to be a purpose and a reason, and it all relates back to I think back to like your past and your history behind like w- what's the reason why you believe this way, like blah, blah blah. And I think when you open up those conversations, that's your way of navigating through like how you guys can come to that compromisation, whether it's like, hey, well, give this a try and see, because maybe some people that are atheists never been exposed to, like... Never been to church. Never never been to church. Never never experienced God, never anything. So maybe that's a conversation that you can plug them in to get them involved, or if they're rejecting it and completely against it, well, why do you reject it? Maybe they were forced upon, like, Christianity or something was forced upon them, so forcing it on them again isn't the right way to go, right? And maybe you'd want to, like, just do your thing and I think dudes, especially men, we have to take the time to be leaders with our women and I think we have to know how to lead women the right way and part of that is spiritually. I think when a man is with a woman and they know how to like have a relationship with whatever their higher power is, I think women will follow by example. Whether it be the same higher power or their own, I think when we set that example, they'll be like, oh my man is doing this I think that works yeah it starts with God I feel like and that's what I'm that's where I'm at that's literally I, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm literally in the midst of all that right now so how do you feel about since we're talking about God um I was talking to this Jamaican cat and um he feels like he did not God did not make gay people so he don't like gay people mm-hmm hear that a lot in Jamaican household. <laughs> um, a lot of Jamaicans do feel that way, and that's kind of like a culturally adopted thing for them. Um, I kind of used to think like that. So I think I, we all went through that stage in yeah. high school because we're young and dumb. As you grow older, you realize like they're not doing that to you, so why you like yeah. hate them so much? Why do you yeah. even care what they're doing with your life? That's their life. Facts, and it's like that. That that hate is only doing more harm. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, I'm more accepting to it, and I've been exposed to the like the community more mm-hmm. of like gays, like LGBTQ, and stuff like that. Um, I think hmm, 
like whether or not I believe it's like like born, you were born with or you were like a choice you made um, I think people have to learn how to accept people for who they are you know what I'm saying and I think whether they were think they were born like this and will never change that way or whether they think that or whether they were, they were exposed to it and chose to I think um People have to learn how to accept people, and I, and I, I think that's what we struggle with as a community. Like we don't know how to accept people for like, hey, like this person may be gay, but they may be a great person. Like, yeah, they don't adapt to everything that you believe in, or you think is culturally acceptable, but they could be a great friend. Like, you know I, what heard, I'm saying? I heard they are great friends. The only thing about them, I'll be hearing is, hey, you can't do business with them. <laughs> Because when something happens, bro, they go off the rails. That's what I heard. They're good friends, though. Like, one of the they keep the real, too. Like, when they're cool people, I, mean, I mean, I met, I know a couple, I met a couple, but it's not like I'm chilling with them every day and I talk to them every night and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, I don't got like, I'm not close, but I'm not gonna, gonna be like anti gay or something like that. Yeah. Like, I know Jamaican cat, he don't even want to be around them, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you just relax, bro. Yeah. Like, like, and then they say people that act like that usually gay themselves, mm -hmm. like homophobic. I think that's yeah, a problem sometimes. I think it's toxic. Um, for for you to have hate, like for you to get hatred to like be around that environment, I think is bad. Like I've been around gay people and stuff, and, and never felt like hatred towards them. He said he's gonna teach it to his son. I said, so what you are the black KKK now? <laughs> yeah, I don't condone that. <laughs> yeah, come on, bro. Like it makes no but, sense. Yeah, man. Hey, man. It's a mix of like the older generation trying to learn what this new generation is about, and people be lost, man. You just gotta, you just gotta like raise awareness. You know what I'm saying? Got another question. This is going way left though. It's <laughs> cool. Um, how do you tell your girl her vagina smells? My girl vagina don't smell. No, I'm just kidding. If you're in a situation <laughs> where, because you know girls go through their situations, but nah, I mean, I feel, I feel. What are you, like, what is it? Yeast infections and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, nice. I mean, it happens, bro. Yeah, Almost yeah. every girl had one before. Tell her that shit smell. Like, <laughs> you said tell her that shit. Just, hey, bro, like, your shit smell, she gonna tell you. Like, nah, man, wait, like, people you, don't want to because it's kind of disrespectful. Like, you pulling down your the girl, panties and then. If it's not your girl, she might not tell you. But if it's your girl, she gonna tell you. Definitely I think yeah, I think I think I think being honest, it it sucks because you you might seem like an asshole at first, especially. So, so you're gonna say <laughs> your shit smells like why are you pulling down the panty like her pants and shit yeah. like. <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, I agree. You with this you with this lady, so it's not like. It's so you're gonna say just wait, like right, your so shit smells. Let's create a scenario, right? Smells. So so this is my girl. Mm -hmm. Let's say per se, this is my girl. And she was like, well, she got bad breath. This is just a, <laughs> this is just a one day thing or just an everyday thing? Like everyday thing. That's your girl. Is she like? But I'm saying like, like it's always smelling or oh, this okay. one time I smelled it. All right, so let's like, do two scenarios. Okay. This is the first one. Okay. It smelled that one time. Okay. Do you, do, right. do you do the past? You still eat it out? Or? <laughs> nah, I think you gotta be honest. Because I'm gonna be honest. You like, let's be honest. You you eat it out and you smelling that. You not with it. It's gonna turn you off. You're not gonna want to. You feel me? Mm -hmm. I I think you need to be honest. Yeah, but some know. girls, what the girls say? Oh, I'm always sucking your shit when you got sweaty balls or something. I know niggas out at the party, but like, yeah, I got girls. Nah, I would never. I would Hey, I had to clean up before I let my shorty grab my joint because I feel like 
that I want that same respect. So I treat her how I want to be treated. So I want to get in it smelling like roses. So I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I'll make sure. Now the other scenario where it's always smelling, I think that's a conversation that needs to be had. With Very the doctor, like, not with you. <laughs> you need to go call her, call her doctor, speed dial, something. Oh snap! That's funny. I think yeah, I, yeah, yes, I agree. I also think like just being honest in a nice way. I feel like that's a tough conversation to have alone. So saying it so bluntly, it could be like challenging for you and for her like subconsciously like that hurt like imagine she was like yo you got a small dick and you're like damn ain't nothing i could do about that like maybe the smell is nothing she thinks she can do. so <laughs> like, i don't think she girl girls talk crazy like that bro why they best they lying bro because why she with you that's true they do that to hurt guys feelings and i'm not gonna lie to you bro i don't care what y'all tell me men have fragile ego Facts. I mean, if it's the truth, it's the truth. I already know half the shit that. I mean, I know what's wrong with me. So like, you, know, like, <laughs> you talking like you're sick? <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Like, it's not because you can tell. Like, if you know it, it's one thing. If you got like bad, if you if you smell it, she doesn't know it, or you don't know it. Mm -hmm. If you know it and it's known, can't really. But yeah. you know they say most your hygiene that you think is all right can stink to somebody else, and yeah. you won't yeah, even notice it. That's why. She, that person has to tell you that accountability man just having that accountability for that partner to tell you like i, I and I, I stress that with my girl too like like it may be tough sometimes but i'll be like yo like your breath <laughs> like or like and it, i know her breath don't always stink like or nothing about I mean, i'll make sure she just ate something and then her shit just stink or something exactly i mean you just it, say it it's same same but i feel like the breath thing is kind of easy like you feel me like hey baby um she ain't working today. <laughs> so that conversation should be the same way with Everything. her pussy, to be honest. I think you should be able to be open enough with your woman or your man to be like, yo, like, and then knowing that it's out of love, right? Like, knowing, like, I'm telling you this because, like, I want you to know and be okay, and I also want to be okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, she got to respect it. Yeah. I mean, Facts. I mean, she with you, so you don't want your girl walking around and going to work. And your girl crazy. don't want to smell bad to you. Like I feel yeah. like to me, like scent is one of my biggest turn ons. So like I feel like smelling good is like a plus, and it has to always be a thing. You feel me? Which shout out to my girl. They always keep clean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like yeah, that's a conversation that I think you should be comfortable with each other to have. And however you address it is how you address it. So like you're like. But your shit stank, like, <laughs> on some playing shit, or if you're like, hey, yeah. listen, I think we should uh, get in the shower. Like, however you decide to address it, I think y'all should be comfortable enough, too. So where can everybody find you and um, if they want to search your music and stuff like that? All right, so the name's Just John, so you know that he's the man. He could be the grizzly bear with his bare hands. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, um, Just John IG. That's J-U-S-T-J-O-H-N-I-G. You can find me on Twitter, Just John T-W. I feel like I kind of just make a little acronym. You could just search up Just John on anything, and I'm sure I pop up. You just look for the light-skinned dude with the dreads. <sighs> Ain't much Just Johns that's light-skinned with dreads. It does poetry and rap, so.